0: marketplace this is the day the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it always my honor to stand before you to be before you to teach the word of the Lord uh, we are excited about this word that God has given uh, this this morning for God's people I have a whole lot to say I have a whole lot to say so I want to jump right in. I'm not sure that I will make it through everything that I have here, but please just allow me to speak what God has given me uh, to your hearts on this morning. I will get to the scripture. I have not lost my place, but I need to lay some groundwork, if you will. When we started this series a few weeks ago, my challenge to us as believers, as the called out ones, as those who are walking the contrasted path, the path of denial. My challenge to you was even in the midst of all of this, we need to speak the word of the Lord appropriately. I expect the world to be the world, but the Lord expects the church to be the church. And during such a time as this, we, the called out ones, have a responsibility to speak God's word because all of our help comes from the Lord. And we have to speak that word with power, authority, precision, without fear, without doubt, without disbelief. We must speak the word of the Lord. From the nation to the world to your house, we must speak the word of the Lord. In the midst of everything that we see, and even if I can make it personal, even through some of the things that I know you're going through right now, we need to hear and speak the word. Why, Bishop? Why, why a word? Why? Why can't we look at something more strategic? Why is it that you're you're putting us to something that seems to be so minuscule? Well, Proverbs says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it eat the fruit thereof. Let me go further. With our mouth. We plant seeds. Let me let that sit for a second. Some of you right now, that's the mistake you're making. You keep planting the wrong seed with your lips. Glory. With our mouth, we plant seeds and those seeds produce fruit. And once the fruit is produced, the product or what comes out, the produce that comes from our mouth creates an environment that we must live in. This people of God brings us to a vital problem, a problem that many of you are facing. Many of you are dealing with right now. Watch this. We know, I see, I see many of you, you know, you need to be speaking the word of the Lord. You know, God's will, you know, we act like we don't, I just don't know what God wants me to do. And and many times that's a cop out. Because you don't need God to repeat what he already wrote. Many times that's a cop out. We should not need God to repeat what he has already written. I don't need God to repeat, love your neighbor. I don't need God to repeat that I should forgive. I don't need God to repeat, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. He already wrote that. So this is a problem of compliance, a problem of obedience, not a problem of not knowing. So the problem when we know I should be responding different, I should be acting different, I should be saying something different. The problem, watch this, is that we have determined that the source of our words is our heart and we've come face to face with the reality that our heart is out of alignment with God's will and that is why we often speak out of turn. Our heart is out of alignment with God's will and that is why we often speak out of turn, out of the will. This is why we see no result to our words because God is really listening to the heart. As I've been saying over the last few messages, we must get to this root issue, the heart. And then we must fix the root issue, the heart. I got to get to the root and then I have to fix the root. I have to get to the root and I have to fix the root. And no amount of running, no amount of excuses, no amount of deflecting, No amount of 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 acting as if it doesn't exist is going to fix the problem. You are going, we are all going to have to deal with it. I said it several weeks ago. This people of God is deal with it season. And so this is the journey I want to take us on today. This is the journey that I need us to walk just a little bit further in. This is the journey that will get us to legitimate victory and not just moments of rest. Now, to get with this journey, I I need to start with this quote. And I know uh, why you guys are listening to me now. Many times as we start getting to the root, people get agitated. There's an agitation that comes as you get close to the problem. There's an agitation, there's a scurrying that takes place. But even once we see the scurrying, even when the agitation comes, we have to press past that and still get to victory. So I need to start with this quote. And this particular quote, it arrested me. It may not do the same for you, but it arrested me. And it is a quote by theologian uh, Peter H. Davids. And Dr. David says it like this, the bitter word precedes the schism. I'll put that on the screen. The bitter word precedes the schism. Third time, just let it sink in. The bitter word precedes the schism. And this is a powerful quote for two main reasons. Number one, if we refuse to deal with our heart, the root cause out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we refuse to deal with our hearts, which fuel our words, we will continue down the path of destruction. If I refuse to deal with my heart, My mind, my will, my emotions, my intellect, and my imagination. If I refuse to deal with it, I will continue down the path of destruction. Now, I need to say something right here in this first point. Listen to what I'm going to say. Removing the person, place, or thing that causes our heart to overflow. Let let me go back. Out of the abundance of the heart, out of the overflow of the heart, your mouth speaks. By your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it eat the fruit thereof. So I understand heart words are connected. And so what? Watch this. Our fleshly logic says it like this. If I just remove the person place or thing which is causing my heart to overflow, then possibly I'm all good, false. That is incorrect. Removing the person, place, or thing which is causing the heart to come to a place of overflow and revealing the sin which was embedded in the heart in the first place does not fix the degraded, sinful, dark condition of the heart. I'll give it to you really, really simply. If I have had a poor diet, bad diet has I, I, that has contributed to um, a clogged set of arteries and then I go to the doctor and the doctor says, um, you have multiple clogged arteries and you need to go in and we need to put stents in to open these arteries up. I cannot tell the doctor just list the foods that clogged the arteries in the first place. And I'll just stop eating those. That's not going to work because the damage still needs to be repaired and I have to do something about the source. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, let me go a little step Further, sometimes glory to God. We have to recognize that it's not the person, place or thing that is sinful. No, it is the person, place or thing which is triggering something in you that you have yet to deal with. Mm -hmm. Watch. There are people in our lives that God allows in our lives simply as a revealer of us, not them. God's going to deal with them. We're not God. We're not the Lord of the harvest. There are certain people that God allows in your life to reveal to you where you are not. Their place in your life is simply God's gift to you so that you can recognize before the coming of the Lord that you got some stuff you got to get together. Watch this and maybe, just maybe, if we went ahead and got it together, their purpose in our life would hit another stage and we wouldn't have to cut so many people off, but we could grow with them. We could grow together. So removing the person, man, oh man, removing the person, place or thing that causes our heart to overflow and our mouth to speak does not fix the issue in and of itself. Our hearts must be fixed. I got to fix my heart. And then when my heart is fixed, the person, place or thing, which was causing my heart to overflow may need a word from me. Now that my heart is fixed, I'm going to need some scripture on that. All right, Simon, Simon, glory. I feel like running right now. Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you As we, what was Jesus saying? He says, listen, Simon, Satan is trying to shake you. Satan is trying to shake you to the point of separation. Oh, he's trying to create a schism. Oh my God. I'm going to give you all the definition of schism in a minute. Hey, Simon, Satan is trying to create schism. He's trying to shake you until there is a separation because that's what the devil does. Steal, kill, and destroy. He tries to shake you to the point that you actually separate from what you're supposed to stay connected to. Simon, Simon. Satan has tried to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. Mm -hmm. Not, not, he didn't say that I prayed that, 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 that you could uh, go ahead and endure. I prayed that your faith fell not. He didn't say, I got it. Jesus didn't say, I'll do it. He says, I pray that your faith fell not because there was a lesson for Simon in the shaking. I pray that your faith fell not, but that's not the good part. And when you are converted, once you get the victory, once you learn the lesson, strengthen your brethren. (laughs) In other words, there is a word that's going to come out of your mouth that will help the same people that you couldn't help with your old condition. I'll do that again. There's a word that's going to come out of your mouth that will help people that you could not help in your old condition and somebody is sitting there and your flesh just rose up and you said, well, if I can't help them, then there's no reason for me to be around the person, place or thing. No, there is a reason for you to get converted so you can strengthen your brother. And maybe the thing in them that's getting on your nerves is something that a delivered you, a healed you, a you that has actually operated and come out of darkness into the marvelous light can fix. Maybe, just maybe, If you correct the issue with your heart, if we correct the issue with our heart, if we do this work right here, maybe just maybe we can speak the word with power and see the results of that word. That's the promise. And he's not a man that he should lie. So number one, if we refuse to deal with our hearts, which fuel our words, we will continue down the path of destruction. Here's number two, though. Schism. Mm. Schism is not the will of God Schism, write that down Is not the will of God And that word is important Remember, Remember our quote The bitter word precedes the schism The bitter word, the word that comes from a bitter, a hurt, a dark place in the heart proceeds, always comes before, or is the precursor to schism. Write the word schism. I'm coming to my text, but all of this, I need to lay down as a a foundation. Schism, please write that down. Because schism is not simply an argument. Schism is not a, a disagreement. No, 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 no. Schism is not when you're trying to get on one accord. No, 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 no. Schism is something completely different. Schism means to rend or to split. It means to rend or to split. But but, but, we have to take the definition one more step. Schism is not just separation. It's not just separating from. Schism is separation within. Schism is not just separation from. Schism is separation within. So watch this. When there is a schism, schism is when something is splitting that was intended to be whole. Ah. Schism is when something that is designed to be together is being torn apart. Schism is not when two things that were never designed to be together go two separate ways. No, 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 no. Schism, glory to God, is when something that God designed to be together begins to split from within. Schism, listen to this, tries to separate. What God intended to be whole, singular, or one. That's why, yes, that's why the scripture talks about the church being one body, many members. So when you have an issue in the church, that is a schism. When when what God designed to be whole, the body of Christ begins to Separate and try to become two. Yes, denomination. When we start going into our own separate pockets, that is the foundation of a separate Glory to God. When two people come together in marriage and the marriage vow says the two shall become one flesh according to the scriptures. And then the devil comes in to try to pull that thing apart. As a matter of fact, the vow says what God puts together. Man, let no man put asunder. And many of you who are listening to me right now are dealing with sin. And let me tell you what comes before schism, a bitter word. This is why you got to watch what comes out of your mouth, because schism is always preceded by a bitter word. It's like when plot turns into action. It's like when thought turns into deed. And I am calling that thing out right now. We got to get it right. Schism is not the will of God. Schism is not his design right now. Do you know how much more powerful the body could be if we just stop trying to have our own individual egos and our own individual kingdoms and we push forward the kingdom of God? Do you know how much more powerful the body could be if we just all raised a singular voice to the God who sits high and looks low? Do you guys understand what we could accomplish if we actually operated scripturally? One body, many members, everybody flowing in their own individual lanes. One person is operating according to the anointing and the oil on their life while another person is operating according to the anointing of the oil on their life. But then singularly together, we push forward God's kingdom. We push forward God's will in the earth. That's God's will. Do you know how much more powerful you could be if the two people in your home Would come together and not Allow the devil to feed Schism and let me tell you What comes before schism a bitter Word this glory To God is why we have To watch what's going on in Our hearts because The heart connects to the mouth And when that heart gets to overflow The mouth starts speaking and Now we are on a downward Spiral of Destruction Do you see what's going on in this country? Are, are you paying attention? We have schism because God created us that they may be one. The Holy Ghost falls when we become one, one accord, one place. How can two walk together unless they agree, Amos? Come on now. We have to come together, one body, but schism. It's always preceded by bitterness out of our mouth. Now you're sitting there and you're saying, well, Bishop, what does the word say about this? How do we fix it? Allow me to show you why your mouth does this and then what to do about it. Glory. Turn to James chapter three. James chapter three. I pray this word is helping somebody. James chapter 3 I'm going to get through as much as I can y'all James chapter 3 and let's just start at verse 2 please for we all stumble in many ways watch it if anyone does not stumble in what he says he's a perfect or complete man able to bridle the whole body as well now if we put mm mm-hmm the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us. We direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue or the mouth is a small part of the body and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set a flame by such a small fire and the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell for every Species of beasts and birds, of reptiles, and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. Look at that text. We know it well. And in this text, it's like, look, if this mouth is not under control, it will tear some things up. I don't have time to dig super deep right now, but if this mouth is out of control, it will tear some things up. And then James seems to get us in this loop where we saying, listen, the mouth is full. It doesn't say the mouth is poison. It's full of deadly poison. No man can tame it. We've tamed everything else, but we can't tame that. But James is not saying that the tongue can't be tamed. It is saying that we in our flesh, in, 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 in our own way, in our own will and whatever we decide, we can't tame it. A vacation can't tame it. A gift that you give somebody is not going to tame it. Buying somebody what they want is not going to tame it. Finding a new relationship is not going to tame it. Vacation is not going to tame it. Changing your phone number is not going to tame it. The only way for our tongue to be contained is by giving that mouth to the creator The one who originally designed it, not allowing our mouth to be in schism with the Lord. This, listen, the earth needs the word. The earth needs the word from the people of God, but our hearts are so corrupted. Many of us are so selfish. It's all about us. It's all about our will. It's all about our hopes and our dreams. But God is calling us to be the body of Christ. The body. We spend so much time on what we want. Failing to ask God, God, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And what I'm saying to you right now is if we don't give this mouth to God. If we don't allow the Lord to tame our tongue, we are on a path, a a downward spiral of destruction. Do you see it? This earth needs a word. The church, God's called out one should be speaking right now. We We are trying to get... Information from people who are not even anointed to fix this. The church, we're the ones who have the divine proclamation with the view to persuade someone to come to Christ. The harvest is right. The laborers are few. And church, I'm asking you to rise up and speak a word. But here's the thing. The word only works Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. That's the design in Acts. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. You can't be national if you're not local. If you're unwilling to live righteously at your house, don't attempt to try to live righteously outside of it. Come on, y'all. Let's get it right. Let's build on a firm foundation. If there's some stuff you need to get right at home, go get it right at home. If there's some stuff you need to get right with your spouse, go get it right with your spouse. And stop making excuses because I'm telling you right now, the bitter word precedes schism. Look at what it says in verse 12. Man, I'm not going to get done. I'll finish it Wednesday, y'all. Can a fig tree... My brethren produce olives or vine produce figs, nor can salt water produce fresh. What are you saying to us, James? I tell you what James is saying. You have to decide which nature you're going to walk in. If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to walk in the will of God, I cannot walk in the sin nature and walk in the new creation at the same time. Either I'm going to walk. In the new creation, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Or I'm going to walk in the sin nature. Watch, I'm going to say something to y'all right now. Whatever you want to change in your life can change when you decide. It's not that easy. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, new species. You have been regenerated. You get a new set of genes, new, old things have passed away. Behold, all things. Last time I checked all this, all. Watch this, the change you seek doesn't start with the thing you want changed. It starts with you. If any man, I heard everybody quoting Psalms 91 as we started this pandemic. And they were talking about it is he that delivers us from the, from the fowler and the noisome pestilence but it starts off he that dwelleth which means God is always ready to do his part but it starts with us doing ours. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. Then I heard people quoting 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, and they were you know if I close heaven if I send famine and pestilence among the land but then even that verse starts off if my people which means it's still our responsibility. Jesus already died on the cross. He's already done his work. So we must remove this. We got to decide what nature am I going to walk in? The bitter word precedes the schism. And I want to uproot that spirit of schism. I want to uproot the spirit of schism that is trying to take our homes. I come against the spirit of schism that is trying to come into our churches. I come against the spirit of schism that is trying to come in our government right now in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of schism that is taking place throughout this world. And I speak the spirit of unity. I speak the spirit of unity right now in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of schism. It is not God's will. I speak to someone listening to me right now. Make the phone call. Make the phone call and come into harmony and unity. I speak to a pastor right now who is struggling because you understand that you are way outside of what God called you to do. You have help, man of God. You have help, woman of God. You have help, husband. You have help, wife. You have help, daughter. You have help, son. But the bitter word, If you're always talking about this ain't going to work, that ain't going to work, it ain't going to never be, it ain't going to never be right. No, no, speak on these things, whatsoever lovely, whatsoever pure, whatsoever of good rapport. If we're always talking about it's never going to work, I'm done, it's over, no! The bitter word precedes the schism, but to reverse the schism and get us to wholeness, glory to get us to wholeness. We must speak correctly the word of the Lord out of our mouth with truth and power. And you have to decide, people of God, what nature am I going to walk in? I'm going to either walk in the nature of the elect, the call, the new creation, or I'm going to walk in the nature of sin, darkness, darkness schism this is God's will it requires the Holy Ghost it is the outcome of the gospel and if you refuse it you will remain stuck let me say this and I'm going to end right here we produce according to our nature We produce according to our nature. If you want to produce something different, you got to walk in a new nature. This is where we begin. I'll dig further Wednesday. But if you receive that, if you need that, if you need help with that, come on now, just just with hands lifted wherever you are. Creating us a clean heart, renew a right spirit within us. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Help us walk in the newness of life. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Information is available for you. I'm so serious about this, guys. Either we're going to do it or we're not. Let us walk in this new creation. If you need prayer about that, or if you're ready to connect And go on this discipleship journey at another level. And finally, finally, if you want to give, you can do all those things. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you.